This team has given us two seasons of The Mandalorian with another season on the way. John Favreau and Dave Filoni. We get into this because we're fans. The people working on this field just like you guys do. The legacy of it, it means something to them. It is this mix of incredible talent, everyone just bringing it week after week. I think we've got some really good Jedi working on this series. I'm very proud of The Mandalorian. It's about becoming part of something larger than yourself. One helmeted bounty hunter that looked unbelievably cool has spawned an entire, you know, mythology within this bigger mythology. An entire race of people, Fandalorians, you know, it's amazing. And the word Mandalorian never appears in a Star Wars film. We are in the hands of very, very good Star Wars parents. Um, they, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's their love and all of your love that is basically. Yeah. I say this with all earnestness. It's exactly what's made it what this is, and um, this is the way. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars fans and Moof Milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 347 of Blast Points is Jason. And it's Gabe. As you heard in that amazing intro, it's we're getting Mandalorious around here. We've lost our minds. If they could be even more lost, they are. What little mind we had left is completely gone. And yeah, we are Mandalorious head to toe shattered our brains are shattered our brains are splattered on the beach like the guts of a giant dinosaur turtle uh, crocodile the the amazing peter cushing kung fu movie shatter 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 i'm a professional i get paid for my work always in his own unique way she's the most dangerous man alive that's why everybody wants him dead I call you? Try each other. That's not the name. Yeah. More like a way of life. That's, that's pretty much where, that's where we're at right now. 
We're shattered. The Mandalorian is back. Chapter 17, The Apostate. This episode is freaking wild. <laughs> we we missed you, Mandalorian, and we're glad that you're back. And uh, yeah, if anyone was thinking, you know, maybe just Book of Boba is like the oddball season of weirdness. <laughs> no, that was just foreshadowing what's coming it's all the same show it's all the same universe and yeah it's the wild stuff it's uh our favorite corner of star wars i think that's the thing yeah that it this is very much the 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 return to that flavor of star wars like we're not gonna this this the apostle chapter 17 was it's not like it was gonna hold people's hand back into the wild style star wars Back into that flavor. It's we're just gonna throw you in George Lucas style, Temple of Doom. The story's already started. You better catch up. That's the apostle. <laughs> we heard you like creatures and spaceships and action. Maybe you like pirates. This episode has it all. Yeah, it has rubber mask aliens, droids, droids standing out in the rain. Lots of droids, actually. Rubber mask aliens wearing helmets. <laughs> And trench coats. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it gets better and better and better. I think the only thing that's missing is droids wearing clothes. Which I wouldn't be surprised in the Dave Navarro planet. If somewhere <laughs> in the background, there's a droid wearing clothes. There's a Reese playing a guitar. There's a whole room of a bunch of little Babu Fricks. We go to three different planets in 30 minutes. And if that wasn't enough, I don't, I don't think we can even, like, beat around the bush we got to get right to it the pirate king gorian shard <laughs> hail to the king <laughs> you know mandalirius maybe a little inspired by prince but this show is about the king and he's the king of the pirates yeah i'm gonna i'm trying to figure out how to put plants in my beard I don't know if it's possible. I couldn't even handle it because they kept saying the Pirate King, Gorian Shard. And like early on, even on the Dave Navarro planet, I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. Pirate King. That sounds like something out of the droids cartoon. And I like that. And then there's a space shootout through the asteroid thing. And they're like talking about Pirate King, Gorian Shand again. And again, I'm like, well, that's really cool. If they show him, he better look really cool. And then when they cut to the bridge, I'm not even I texted you this this morning. I was it was about five something a.m. and I'm sitting on my couch and I said really quietly, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> yeah, I I was watching the episode like in dead silence because it's you know it's early in the morning. I'm trying to be quiet, and as soon as he showed up, I just started giggling so loud that un hopefully no, I didn't wake everybody up because yeah, I couldn't I couldn't keep quiet as soon as I saw him sitting in his little chair with his cane and his little shoulder thing. On his little tiny bridge of his little tiny Star Destroyer pirate ship. I was freaking out that there were a bunch of like Weakways and Nicktoes in like the gunners of this big yeah. ship. At first I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, then they cut to the, yeah, the bridge and it's this big swamp thing moss man, like man yeah. thing stands up. <laughs> I, guys, I've watched the episode four times. I can't even remember what he says because every time I black out and then he's he's like walking across the room and then there's, there's like this wild boar man that watches him walk by and looks right at the camera. And then I'm like looking at wild boar man 
and I'm trying to go back to the Pirate King Gorian Gorian Shand Shard. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. At the end of the scene, I think it it does an iris transition, but I can't tell if it's an iris fade out transition or it's yeah, it's literally me passing out, so, uh, oh, falling over. Yeah. yeah, maybe that maybe the episode's longer, and I just pass out, and then I wake up, and they're on uh, with the Bocaton planet. Like maybe there's 20 more minutes in the episode. I just I just haven't been able to be conscious for. I saw somebody, like, I don't know if they were being mean about it or something, but they were like, they posted a picture of Gory and Shard and Luthen Rail, and they were like, these two people exist in the same universe. And I was like, yeah, that's the beauty of Star Wars. They, they probably talked on the phone at one point. That's the Star and the Wars. You put them together and you got Star <laughs> Wars. That's what makes it so great. That's the two flavors. It's peanut butter and chocolate. It's two flavors that you wouldn't think would taste good together, but together it's magical. That's Star Wars. Yeah. You got the peanut butter that gives you the nourishment, and you got the chocolate that just makes you run around in circles and scream. Let's get them some protein and some pure sugar. <laughs> Gorian Shard is, yeah, you're at, like, Denny's getting coffee, and you're just like, screw it. I'm just going to put five packets of sugar in this because – I don't know why. I don't know why. That's Gorian Shard. <laughs> Take unscrew the top from the little uh, the, like the dispenser ones. Just pour it all in there. <laughs> Rick Famuyiwa directed this episode, and he's just he's having a great time. His Rick Famuyiwa's other episodes. We did that whole episode a couple years ago on the Rick Famuyiwa Mandalorian episodes. I don't know if this one fits in with them because this is just Rick going crazy. But it does because remember that was the thing that made I was so happy. With Rick and Rick being, you know, is so amazing because he does like the best drama episodes, but he also can do the wildest, goofiest, crazy stuff because he did the the Jawa episode in the first season, which is nothing but nonsense. You are absolutely right. And I forgot about the Jawa episode. Yeah. And this is yeah, this is everyone thought Rick was going to come and give us, you know, some serious, heartfelt, dramatic dialogue or something. No, he wanted to show the wild stuff and we got we got shootouts with pirates we got yeah more rubber masks per minute than maybe any other mando episode just i want to drink in the bar that's now a school come on i'm a nikto pirate guy let's talk yeah it's the return of the jedi fan club it's all there's one blinking trandoshan in the back but the rest of it is all just like the best of the rotj aliens just hanging out in a gang with all with british accents yeah yeah with like pirate clothes with frilly sleeves and (laughs) lots of jewelry and stuff it's like it's the best and then yeah navarro planet is super crazy it's all fancy now and there's like it turned into batu and there's like tourist droids telling you what to go what to do there's a guy with a bat on his shoulder walking around this episode is is hot to trot it's bobcat goldquate starring in hot to trot with a talking horse True, true story. For some reason, I had a copy, like I copied that movie from like Blockbuster on a VHS tape, and I used to watch it all the time. And I don't know why. Because <laughs> you were you were getting ready for the Mandalorian chapter seventeen, the apostate. Like when I yeah, for some reason when I was like ten years old, I think I watched Hot to Trot like thirty times. 
Queens. Fred and Don speak the same language. I'm going to move in with you. They share the same apartment. And they both act like animals. There's a horse in here. Bob Goldthwait, Daphne Coleman, and Don. I speak human, giraffe, whale, humpback, and sperm. Hot to trot. Rated PG. Starts Friday, August 26th. That's, that's this episode. It's, it's the same flavor. I'm very happy that The Mandalorian is back. I'm very happy that we are now in yeah, eight weeks of Mandalorian. It's good to have it back. It. I must admit, though, when I was watching it, it was almost like, oh, wow, I forgot. <laughs> like, I forgot this is how it was. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is it's, yeah, it seems like, man, this is the crazy stuff. But it's like, wait a second. Yeah. We just watched Book of Boba again. That was all a Book of Boba. And then you go back to Mando season two and you're like, okay, yeah, that was all of that. All the way back to Mando season one. Yeah, this is the crazy stuff. That's that's their that's this flavor. I'm so happy it is back. It's I I don't know. I loved this episode. I thought this episode was was wild, was wild, wild, wild. But you know what the thing is above anything else with this episode that I took away from it is it was just a ton of fun. It's just goofy silly fun it's grogu hugging babu fricks a, a weird droid with a face we haven't seen before throwing a statue of grief karga's face down on terminator ig11 mando making dad jokes you know it's like it is so fun yeah mando is not ashamed of being a goofy fun kids show really it's like it's a kids show that adults can enjoy but it's like it doesn't forget that yeah it's just about just having fun with star wars and we got a great space battle through asteroids and we got you know a a a western gunslinger shootout star wars uh having fun with the sizes you know we got mando crammed into this little droid shop that the Babu Frick aliens are working in and Grogu's all of a sudden a giant compared to them. And they're just all hanging out together and it's just all, yeah, all the Star Wars goodness. And it kind of is, I feel like a bit of a setup for the rest of the season. It was kind of putting in place. It seems like a lot of places where the story is kind of maybe is going to go. I felt like too, it was almost like a, like a house cleaning episode in a way. Well, it was totally like, you know, there were so many jokes about, oh, people are going to be so confused if they didn't watch Book of Boba. But it was like, yeah, this was the 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 recap, right? It's like, hey, this is where we're at. These are the the threads that are still hanging out there. And here's some new new treats that we're going to be going for this season. We're going to we're trying to get IG-11 back. There's troubles with the pirates and Mando needs to go to Mandalore and Bo-Katan is grumpy and mad because her friends all left her and you know we'd know where everybody is we know what happened to Cara Dune we know what happened to Gideon and it's like okay now the pieces are all kind of set and now the show can just go at a million miles an hour which it is in chapter 17 it goes at a million miles per hour Vader sold separately. Capture them alive! I'm the best bounty hunter in the whole 
galaxy. That's why you got the job. Boba Fett has a see-through helmet with play rangefinder to locate your objective. You can move his legs, knees, arms, even wrists and elbows. His backpack unit is removable. You have your mission. Good luck. I don't need luck. I'm the best. New Boba Fett Star Wars large-size action figure from Kenner. Darth Vader sold separately. Here we go, getting into the chunky bits. I liked how in this episode it starts out with the familiar opening thing with the sound of like hammering and stuff, kind of keep you on your toes a little bit. And did you notice too, it was like, it was a a reward for people that watched the recap at the beginning because the sound effects started during the, the droid helmet Star Wars intro thing that usually has its own music. But it was kind of like, oh, cool, the sound, the episode's starting already. I can hear it. Did you think the whole thing was a flashback, too? Cause, yes. Because <laughs> the, the armor is, like, making a helmet, and she brings a helmet to a kid in the water. And I was like, is that is that Little Din? I don't, it doesn't, it kind of looks like the kid that played Little Din back in the, the, the first season. But I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I thought it was up until... He showed up in the in the Starfighter, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe that makes more sense now." <laughs> but I, I kind of felt bad for the kid though, because she puts the the little Mando helmet on him, and he's got that long hair. And <laughs> I just kept imagining that underneath the helmet, his hair is just like stuck, like in his eyes. But he doesn't want to say anything because it's like a really like serious moment. But I imagine he's just like, "I, I can't see anything." The armor. Because you can hear the sound of the like the seal when it goes over his helmet. It's like, <laughs> so it's like, oh man, yeah, he's not moving that hair at all. And then I, I, I wish I could have saw the rest of the ceremony because I was almost like, is she going to make him drink that water with his helmet on? Like, is that like how you prove you're a Mandalorian? You can drink the soup with the helmet on? I almost thought too for a minute when she had just like the flat piece of metal that she was going to make a pizza. <laughs> Do like a wood fire stove. <laughs> Well, they're they're renowned throughout the galaxy for the uh, the Mandalorian pizza stoves or pizza stones. Yeah, to be a Mandalore, you must have the crispy crust. <laughs> yeah, I think the armor. She has her two hammers, and then she has in a, a thir- her third thing is a like a pizza cutter with the disc on it. Yeah, so the big creature comes up out of the water, and yeah, Mando flies by. Just heavenly, just just a good time. And I, I love how long the creature just messing up Mandalorians goes on for. And I was just like, this is, yeah. like, this is like you got to kind of step back and look at, talk, think about what you're watching. This big sea creature came up out of the beach, and you got Mandalorian dudes flying in the air with their jetpacks, shooting at a big sea creature. I was like, this is this is this is heaven. Yeah. It's just a bunch of Mandalorians fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> it's like if a giant dinosaur attacked Star Wars Celebration and all the Mandalorian mercs had to try to get it to leave the convention center. I'd be like, hey, we got a fair chance here. Yeah. And they're shooting flamethrowers at it. They're like shooting ropes at it. They put the bombs on it. They're like flying up in the air. Mandos are going underwater. It's just it's a really good time. Yeah. And then, yeah, the N one shows up and I like at the end Grogu popping up and waving at everybody. Just, yeah. And there's just guts everywhere. Big gross fish guts. You see all these guts. That's going to be your guts in 20 minutes when the episode's over. 
say goodbye to your guts. So then Mando goes and what talks to the armorer and there's the big regal robot mythosaur skull on the wall. The armorer is probably ordering from Tom Spina directly. Yeah, if you if you pan the camera around, there's the the like the wooden plaques with the let's say the Star Wars on them. So Mando pulls out this relic too, which I like that this again, it's like an Indiana Jones thing that there's part of the story that we missed, which is cool because he's like, I, f- I found this relic from the surface of Mandalore that he got from Jawas, who got it from some traveler who went to the surface of Mandalore, and like the surface of Mandalore is like crystallized, and I'm like, wait, what? Where did you come up on this? Jawas. They came upon it by trade from a traveler who claimed to have visited the surface of Mandalore. And this relic only proves that Mandalore's entire surface has been crystallized by fusion rays. I think, didn't they say that before? They've said that before, I thought. Well, I think I think so about it like being crystallized. But yeah, I thought all this stuff that like Mando dealt with like Jawas and got this from some traveler. Like, man, this is fascinating. Who's this traveler? Who's this space traveler? Mando's got cool friends. So he wants yeah, to go take a, a bath in the living waters beneath Mandalore, and then he'll be redeemed. But I guess like the big question I had with all of this is. And this has been our thing with all these Mandalorian episodes and like talking about Din. He still wants to be redeemed. He still wants to fit in somewhere. Because this episode I thought was was interesting that he wants to, you know, bathe himself, like cleanse himself, have this like baptism in the living waters of Mandalore so he can be a Mandalorian again. But that's kind of like the children of the watch. And also later in the episode, he goes to Bo and it's just like, hey, where is everybody? Where's your crew? Like, I thought you were going to like retake Mandalore. He's kind of like playing both sides of what still exists of the old way. But like, what is it? What's in it for him? Well, it almost seemed like to me that part of the reason that he's not willing to give up the children of the watch and the, that group of Mandalorians is maybe now with Grogu, he feels like that's what he knows and that's how he grew up and that's how he was kind of trained. And he wants that to give that to Grogu. So he feels like he needs to be back in his group. So Grogu has a family because he's just not, you know, he's not ready to let that go. So that's kind of where, where I was getting is it's like, that's kind of why he's stuck on wanting to be back as a Mandalorian is more for Grogu even than for himself at this point. So that he's, you know, so that they're, he's part of a full clan and not just the two of them. Well, it's interesting too, and I think it's totally on purpose that what grief offers him when he's on Dave Navarro, you know, I've got like all this, I've got this place where you can go, really nice place. You can live off the land. You can hang up your blaster, just you and the kid. It kind of reminds me of like Bad Batch of like them, like still running around doing jobs for Sid and like, oh, well, we've got to do it to protect Omega and you would think that something like that, like a you know a good place to live, where you know Dave Navarro planet looks really nice now, it's almost like sanctuary in season one, where he you know could like find a place to just kind of hide and not have to worry about anything anymore with Grogu. But he even on with talking to grief, he's like, I've got to go. I've got stuff I have to do, and it's all stuff kind of like this Mandalorian 
this is the way kind of stuff. Yeah, like you said, maybe it is for a family for Grogu situation. Maybe he's this is just what he thinks he needs to do. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be something this season, though. Yeah, and I feel like part of th- what this episode was setting up too is like with showing the the Mando part at the beginning. In addition to just being awesome, seeing Mandalorians fighting giant crocodiles, is we're seeing that the that that faction of Mandalorians is kind of growing again. And then, you know, we know that Bo-Katan talks about how she has her group and they're out somewhere. And it's kind of, I think, giving us a glimpse of, okay, so these are the people that if Din wants to, he can bring these groups together. And they're out there and, you know, they're ready to fight to get Mandalore back. They just can't agree with each other. And now we have someone, you know, he's from the one clan but he now has the dark saber and he's learning about the the real you know the mandalorian planet mandalorians and it's like he's in a in a unique situation that he probably could be the one to to bring all the mandalorians back together and i think too as part of it is i i think sometimes when i think of it i think i'm still like in Andor headspace where I think like we've only got this show for a limited amount of time and things have to be kind of dealt with kind of quickly and just you know, a couple of days ago, John Favreau was saying like he's already finished writing or is writing season four and they have no plans of slowing down the Mandalorian at all. So it's not like the resolution to this whole thing has to happen. This is just a little piece in a much bigger story. It's exciting to me because it, it's nice, again, with us getting all these different flavors of Star Wars. And it's another really cool contrast between something like Andor where it's like, hey, we're going to tell this really contained two-season story that leads into a movie and, and has a very definite conclusion. And you can get something that's just, you know, which fits this show of like, hey, let's just keep watching adventures of these characters that we like. And we just like seeing the characters and we like seeing them interact with all these other wacky characters. Like, yeah, keep keep it going for forever. Why not? So they're flying in space, in hyperspace, and Grogu is looking out his little bubble. And this this part was really, really, really cool. Space whales, the Pergils. Well, and even before that, it was just fun seeing the episode slow down and just kind of taking advantage of the, the technology they have with the volume and stuff and just getting this really cool kind of surreal abstract just images of like, hey, you're in this hyperspace tube and watching it like reflect off the glass and off Grogu's eyes. And like, it was just a really kind of chill little Zen moment. And then, yeah, then the whales coming and just taking it, taking it to the next level. Grogu getting scared of the whales as he should be. It could be a little bit of uh, the Ahsoka show foreshadowing, which is cool. Yeah, because even if it was just them in hyperspace, that would have been one of the cooler little moments in the episode and then that yeah again just a little hint of the whales to to remind you they're still out there and even if somebody never ever ever had watched rebels or knew anything of space whales it's just kind of like yeah star wars space is weird and maybe there's whales floating flying through space the bendu's still out there somewhere there's the big big mix cereal force-powered creature hiding hiding under a rock somewhere so it's all out there so i know we talked about it a little bit but yeah mando goes to the dave navarro planet and there's uh our friend the cook droid 
chopping away on the street. Yeah, there's the bat thing. There's the Mon Calamari walking on the street. There's a bunch of salacious crumbs in a tree. Grief has droids holding his cape now. That is the wildest thing. I only, when I watched it again tonight, I noticed that when Grief goes down the stairs, the droids go like, clunk, 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 clunk. Yeah, yeah. Just so outrageous. Yeah, there's a Reese playing a space, like, guitar. Yeah, the whole like Ren- Renaissance Fair band is playing in the playing in the in the streets of Dave Navarro. Oh my God! Yeah, in good grief, just Carl Weathers, just getting crazy. Yeah, and then they talk for a little bit, and then yeah, the pirates with Vane, the leader of the pirates. He's a handsome Nickto. <laughs> just there's so many close-ups on his face. I was like, what? What is going on? And I, it's just, I'm a sucker for it. But yeah, I'm just so happy that we're getting, yeah, literally, it's like Book of Boba again. It's just people in rubber masks talking, but like with extreme close-ups. I just, I can't get enough. Why can't we go in there? Just so over the top. So, so outrageous. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Mando shoots them all down except for Vane. And then, yeah, he's like, I need a marshal. And I do. I love the. What about Dune? Uh, she got recruited by uh, special forces. We'll never. We'll never see her again. I have to go now. My planet needs me. But it's cool. It's cool for the character that that there's some closure with the character, and it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Okay, she she joined special forces. Cool. Good for her. And we know, you know, okay, Gideon's still out there somewhere. He's he's the the military tribunal has him, and maybe we'll see him this season. Maybe we won't, but we know where he is, and we can move on and focus on pirates. <laughs> and that was the thing too that this episode was kind of bringing you back up to speed because that was the thing with the two episodes in Book of Boba. That was kind of just getting Din and Grogu back together. What happened with Grogu and Luke Skywalker? But there's a lot of other characters in the Mandalorian story. And this episode was kind of bringing you back up to speed with, yeah, what did happen to Cara Dune? Where's Moff Gideon? Like, what, where's, what's Grief Karga up to? So then he needs IG-11 to help him explore Mandalore. They bring him back to life. They, like, hotwire him. And he goes full Terminator 1 style, crawling across the floor. Trying to kill everybody. Yes, yeah, so then what? Then we get to the Anzellians or the Anzellans, a whole bunch of Babu Fricks. Yeah, when they were just standing by the little door, I was like, oh, there's their little door. And just the shot of Mando, giant Mando sitting in that little room watching them work. It's just, man. It's kind of like the Mandalorians flying up in the air, shooting this a giant beach dinosaur, where you've got a Mandalorian sitting talking to a bunch of little puppets and saying, but this one is my friend. The- no, can't fix No, no, the book. Okay. I don't understand. Do you speak Hattese? Mando, he said he can't fix it. That's no good. I need this one. This one is my friend. They're not friend anymore. <laughs> Memory circuit. Yeah, and then, right? Grogu, who is a puppet, hugs the alien, which is another puppet. So there's literally puppets hugging puppets. No squeeze, bad baby. Yeah. Just craziest stuff. 
I just the Babu Fricks get so much time. Just I loved it. It's a whole bunch of Babu Fricks with like like different facial hairstyles. Yeah, and they just have a little workshop where they fix droids. Why not? Even aside is how magical and bizarre this scene is as for just like a Star Wars thing where I was like, this is so great. We've got a Mandalorian flying around in a Naboo N1 starfighter. And now like something from the Rise of Skywalker, something that was created for the Rise of Skywalker coming into the Mandalorian. You know, we got the sequel trilogy, we got the prequels, we got original trilogy stuff, you got it, you know, an IG-88 droid. And I was like, it's all working together, like seamlessly. And I was like, God, that is so great. It's like the old country buffet of Star Wars. <laughs> it's just all you can eat, everything. And every every week is country fried steak day. It is, it really is the, 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 the old country buffet because it, it doesn't matter. Like if you want to get like chicken fried steak and a, a soup bowl full of chocolate milk. Somehow it all makes sense because you're at Old Country Buffet. Yeah, put some Jello on top of that country fried steak. It still tastes good. <laughs> I got a whole plate filled with nothing but applesauce. I don't know why. Because yeah. I'm at Old Country Buffet. It all works. Just a great scene. Just super fun. Super crazy. The Mando leaves. Grogu's waving goodbye. From this point on, the episode is Accept Balls to the Wall with the little lead singer from Accept riding around on a, on a wrecking ball going through walls. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, yeah, they go into space. And, you know, I was really impressed. It's not that complicated of a thing, but just the fact that when Grief and Mando are talking about Navarro and how it's being it's successful and he's talking about how there's, the, there's miners mining the asteroid belt. And then when they leave, it's like, oh, yeah, they're flying through the asteroid belt that that Grief was talking about. It's just such a cool Star Wars like action scene, space battle thing. And it's it was neat how it kind of started out. And it's like, oh, yeah, we've seen Star Wars asteroid stuff before. But then they kind of bring it up with the to to something new with the when Mando's just like leaping out between asteroids and blowing ships up where he's like hiding behind the asteroids. And just I don't know, just just kept ramping up. It was great. You know, Mando teaching Grogu the details of the ship. Turning into Rick Ollie. There's this part, and then there's the part later on where it's total Rick Ollie, Rick Ollie. Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy because you never know where you might be headed next. This here is your hyperspace map. You determine your range by looking at your fuel gauge. And this is your enemy proximity warning indicator. Hang on, kid, we got pirates. Those are the forward stabilizers. This is Kalevala. It's another planet in the Mandalorian system. And that is a Mandalorian castle. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. There's Chancellor Valorum shuttle. And look over there. Senator Palpatine is waiting for us. It's total Rick Oley. It's all, all the goodness, all mixed together in a big pot, big Star Wars pot full of goodies. You catch on pretty quick. So you're having fun. You're having a great time. You're thinking about Rick Oley and his sideburns. Then out of nowhere, in come the pirates where you got Vane 
scooping in, flying in, wearing a helmet, and he goes, a vast Mandalorian. (laughs) Yo-ho, yo-ho, it's a pirate life for me. Just outrageous. A vast Mandalorian. You can't just sneak away after cutting down four of my brothers in cold blood. We're Pirate King Gorian Shard's men. Now you'll answer to him. Yeah, more Return of the Jedi aliens wearing helmets. And then there was the the guy with the, like, tusks. What, was he from another movie? Or was he a new alien? He almost looks like one of those sequel trilogy guys that had the tusks that are all over the place. Yeah, maybe. And their little pirate ships were really cool. Their little fighters. And this is a good point, too, to talk about Joseph Shirley taking over the score for Ludwig. Because kind of on the second or third time I watched this episode, it's kind of interesting how much more symphonic this is than what we're more used to with Mando music with with Ludwig, Ludwig. Yeah. Well, and it's cool and it makes sense because, you know, we talked about this, I think, a little with Book of Boba is like he's been Ludwig's assistant forever and he worked on all the seasons he worked on season one he worked on season two as a as an assistant to Ludwig so it's like it makes sense kind of like with Rick Famuyiwa like they've been there since the beginning and it's cool that they're letting them kind of take take over some of the responsibility because it's like as much as anyone they they know what the show is and he did such a good job on Book of Boba and yeah the music was great in this one too it's a different flavor than kind of seasons one and two at least i mean we're only one episode in we've got seven more to go but i thought it worked i was kind of into it it felt very mandalorian it felt very star wars and the music in this scene was great yeah well and i don't know he, he did a good job of bringing in you know the the mando touches too of like the the recorder blast whenever he would jump out from behind the asteroid and blow somebody up you know it's like oh, there, oh it's mando oh it's mando so yeah, and it it's kind of fitting with the show kind of slightly morphing when it became Book of Boba Fett and now like morphing back into Mandalorian and it's like bringing the Book of Boba Fettness back with it, with the sound and uh, I guess the craziness. And speaking of craziness, yeah, then might, might as well talk about it again. Yeah, Gorian Shard. This this won't be the last time we talk about it, I'm sure. Wait, it almost seems like Gorian Shard is being set up as a recurring like bad guy. Again, it kind of reminds me of the droids cartoon. Well, he's also he's like a live action Admiral Trench. Like he's totally like the out of Clone Wars too, where it's like this this outrageous enemy leader guy who you know, is going to come around and cause trouble and, and he's just they're never going to get rid of him. And then at some point they'll kill him and then he'll be a cyborg, right? Like it's it's totally that thing. So I, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm I'm really into this whole like Return of the Jedi wacky, wacky alien pirate squad. So here's what I was thinking today too that I wonder if we're going to get into is we're always, we've always been wondering in Mando season one why was Grogu where Grogu was and why were there just like Nikto dudes and stuff guarding him? And maybe that has something to do with the pirate King. Were those his men that were guarding Grogu at the beginning? And that's why it was like just all these guys, these mercenary guys. Yeah. Just a bunch of Nikto's and weak ways. 
and that there's you know there's even more bad blood between the two of them because he stole Grogu from them. That just made me think too. What does Boba Fett think of Gorian Shard? What if Gorian Shard tried to go to Tatooine? Does Gorian Shard probably know Boba Fett? It's all like the criminal underworld. He's the pirate king. We need to start preparing that someday, maybe not this season, but someday, Tamora Morrison is going to talk face to face with the pirate king himself. And I don't know if I don't know if we'll be ready. I, you know, and it's I could really see it. <laughs> Why can't we just be friends, huh? You and me, we got a lot in common. Then they just start singing songs together. Boba walks up and like eats a little bit of the green off his off his face. Mm, delicious. We joke, but it's we're not really. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get people. I'm. We're gonna be talking about Gorian Shard a lot. Even episodes that Gorian Shard's not even in. It's gonna be like Poochie. We're just gonna be like, where's Gorian Shard? Because he's there. He's watching. He's waiting. He's in the. He's lurking in the background. We're gonna be breaking all the laws with Skeleton Crew later this year, and we'll be like, maybe next week Gorian Shard will show up. Maybe that's who the kids were running from. Maybe they're running from him, and they run into the to the Jude Law. Maybe Gorian Shard. It's all setting up Skeleton Crew. They know what they're doing. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we got to move on. So he goes to Calvana, Calvana, Nirvana. I don't know. It's it's the Bo-Katan planet in my head still. It's the saddest place in the world because it's like this empty Mandalorian castle and just Bo-Katan is just sitting there all day. She doesn't have a book to read. She doesn't have a TV. She doesn't have Netflix. She's got no, She's just sitting in that chair all day long just like, well, I got nothing else to do except sit in this chair. Yeah, at least I have this chair. <laughs> so sad. I don't even want to talk to that droid out there. Just let him sit in the rain. I'm just going to sit in this chair. Maybe she was like having a party or something, or she was like watching something on TV and the howl, the howl net or something. And then, oh, Din's showing up. And she had to like get like in position and act like she was just like, I'm pissed. Yeah. I was going to say she must have been really sad to be sad because she has potentially the coolest droid in all of Star Wars. That droid is, is, that was a beautiful droid. It's a really cool droid. <laughs> and he just stands there and watches Din walk by. She's like, yeah, there's nobody here. Yeah, like you said, everybody's out. They're like mercenaries or something. She doesn't have the Darksaber, so everybody left. She's bitter. She's kind of given up, and she's like, go home. There's nothing left. I am going to Mandalore so that I may bathe in the living waters and be forgiven for my transgressions. You are a fool. There's nothing magic about the mines of Mandalore. They supplied Beskar ore to our ancestors and the rest is superstition. That planet has been ravaged, plundered, and poisoned. You said that the curse was a lie. Make up your mind. If you want to go to the mines, be my guest. They're beneath the Civic Center in the city of Sundari. Thank you. And I will find out if the planet is really poisoned. Goodbye, Dinjarin. Mando is back and we are right in the middle of it. Now, they're they're going for it this season. They're not messing around. 
it's that flavor, that different flavor of Star Wars, and they're just shoving it in your face. You just you walked into Old Country Buffet, and they're like, "You better start eating. You're not at that fancy restaurant anymore. You'll go back there in a couple of years or something. Now you're at Old Country Buffet. Grab a couple plates. <laughs> Grab one plate and just cover the plate in glasses, so you can go fill the glasses with different kinds of chocolate milk." Just sample it all. Take one of each kind of soda. Get some orange pop. When's the last time yeah. you had orange pop? Get some. You might as well. Yeah. They even have mellow yellow. What happens if you mix mellow yellow with Coke? Try it. I don't know. Mix mellow yellow with chocolate milk. It's totally cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, listen, that's where we're at right now. This is what the Mandalorian chapter 17 did to us. We're mixing mellow yellow with chocolate milk over here. And we're loving it. We're loving it. It's Gorian Shard. That's what did it to us. Yeah. That's why his eyes are so red. It's just all that chocolate milk and mellow yellow. If we were at Celebration London, that's if we had like an after party, that's all we would have is chocolate milk and mellow yellow. You don't like chocolate milk? Have mellow yellow. If we're, if we're getting up at five in the morning, we might look like <laughs> our eyes might look just like that. And there and there might be plants growing in my beard, so we'll see. Yeah, if there's a live stream, yeah, that's what we'll be doing. I'll have plenty of chocolate milk and some mellow yellow for us. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring the mellow yellow. You bring the chocolate milk. I'll get the. I'll go to Costco and get the big jug. Oh. <laughs> so, oh my God! So look forward to that. Yeah, it was, you know what? We're going all the way here with Mandalorian. This is what we're doing for the next seven weeks. We're getting Mandalorious for the next seven weeks. We don't know where this is going to go. We don't know what's going to happen. But we do know what's going to happen is that we are going to be with you every step of the way through The Mandalorian Season 3, all the way through like mid-April. Yeah, you might want to get, uh, if, you're, if your chairs at home don't have seatbelts, you might want to add seatbelts because uh, yeah, it's going to be a bumpy ride, I think. <laughs> turning into food fights maybe it's time to let your kids get their own dinner at old country buffet kids always get what they want because they get it themselves come on into old country buffet where you get really good food including desserts and beverages for one low price there are six detroit area old country buffets including locations in ann arbor and pontiac points too accurate for sand people only imperial stormtroopers are so precise so 
everybody, you know the deal. Apple Podcasts, when you get done listening to this, we would love it if you would go over there and write something nice about the show so more people can find Blast Points when they're looking up. What's a Star Wars podcast that's talking about the Mandalorian? We'll come up easier. And it brings warm feelings to our hearts reading the reviews. We've gotten some more just recently, and they're so good. Keep it coming, and eventually we will have time to read some of your amazing reviews on the show. And check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, which is probably the best place to search for back episodes. And make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're in our super chill group. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon, where we're still doing Bad Batch recaps. There's only a handful more Bad Batch episodes coming in Season 2, and it's all hot, and we're going to be talking about them over there. And when we get done with that, it's going to be even more Mandalorian as we start doing commentaries for Season 3 here. And based on what we saw with Chapter 17... (laughs) We're going to be going more in-depth eventually with a commentary for that. So, stuff to look forward to. Yeah, if you want to hear us just talk about the Pirate King in every episode, that's where you'll want to be. <laughs> Even more Gorian Shard over there on the Patreon. Yeah. Even if Gorian Shard isn't in the episode, we're still going to be talking about him. So, But that about wraps up number 347, talking about the, the apostate... I think I think we're on to something good here with season three. Yeah. I I heard this Mandalorian show's pretty good, so I'm optimistic. Some wild, wild, wild stuff. <laughs> I cannot wait to do this again next week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with us. Hope everybody adjusts to the new schedule. I know we're not doing Tuesdays here. It's kind of flying by the seat of our pants, but this is gonna be fun. Thank you everybody. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. What a kind sentiment from a man who just destroyed four of my fighters. Surrender your ship and I'll spare your life.